Now, when I was a young boy, at the age of five, my mother said, gonna be the greatest man alive. But now I'm a man. Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. My name is Mark, and this week I'm joined by Jackie and Miles. That was Miles. He, he doesn't talk loudly. Uh, this week we're going to be covering from the anime. Uh, Which anime? From JoJo's Bizarre Pi. Ooh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure anime. If it wasn't obvious, we talk about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure here. And today we're going to be talking about Sun briefly, and then we'll move into talking about Death 13, parts one and two. But first. What? Obviously. First, we, obviously. We have to get over to Correspondence Corner. Yeah, we should take a camel. Okay. Ah. Uh, can you, can you give, us, give us a sound? What, what does that sound like? It doesn't really sound like anything because, like, it's hooves against sand. It does. Nope, there they go, you're wrong. And you can tell that the left and the right are moving separately, mm. but the front and the back You can really tell that. Together. Uh, so let's see, we got some emails. Some of these are a little bit older because we recorded very early last episode. One day we should go over to Correspondence Corner and find it empty. Oh, I thought you were going to say find a body. <laughs> well, like we just get there and like, oh, there's I'm, nothing I'm, here. Nobody wrote us. <laughs> nobody wrote to us. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, okay. The first email is from a first-time writer. Hey. Long-time fan? Oh, wait, here they go. So the title is The Time Has Come, and it says... Time has come. Hello, you bizarre folks. Long-time listener, hey. first-time caller here, but you can just think of me as a pigeon sending in my coos. Like Jackie, spelled all weird, I am yeah. a software developer. I listen to your podcast yeah. on my long drives to work from my tiny little town into the big sitter over yonder. It is about the distance from Morio to S-City, so I usually get about one and a half podcasts in each direction. Wow. However, I only drive in once or twice a week. Lucky oh, you. nice. WFH-er. Nice. Sometimes my phone will play your podcast in a weird order, so I am listening to you guys go through several parts all at once, which makes the podcast even more bizarre. She get a different podcast app, my dude. Now, if you're using SoundCloud, yeah, that's true. Uh, Jackie, I love when you reference CS knowledge. It adds a whole other dimension I can relate to when listening to this podcast. I don't even remember doing this. You, you just do it in your life. Yeah. I just do it in my life. You guys are all great, though. Thanks. I am a huge fan. But I'm his favorite. Yeah. What or, I mean? or her favorite. I am excited about part five, but I am also saddened by the thought of you guys running out of content. Do you have any ideas for what you might do once you run out? Nothing. No, it's just everything's on fire over here. We're pretty much panicking. No, um, when we, we run out of stuff to do. I'll start writing fan fiction and we can talk about that. Um, we got to switch to Law and Order, you guys. We'll switch to like Law and Order or Seinfeld. No, we'll probably just do like Cowboy Bebop or something. Probably keep it anime related because we figure that, right? Because people who listen like anime, does that make sense? Yes, but yeah, I think we should do Sailor Moon. Probably. Oh, Sailor Moon. What will we call it? Sailor Podcast? Is that creative? Yeah. Yeah. Po- podcast moon sailors bizarre moon. no <laughs> that's it's the bizarre part that we have to carry yeah, over we have to keep the bizarre instead of sailor moon crystal it's sailor moon podcast sailor moon bizarre no stop it there's no there's no bizarres or adventures or jojos mm. uh okay here we go the email continues some questions so to keep with the cs theme computer science if programming languages were stands from jojos Ugh. part four and earlier which stands would they be? I'm not qualified to answer this question. I am barely qualified. I'll take this one. Okay. No, I don't know. Mark, do you know anything? 
what the fuck yeah okay what do you know of what you know what can what can you do i i know that c plus plus is a very common basis for desktop applications and that java is something that they train you on a lot when you're early into cs career and i took java and you have to tell it exactly how to do everything yeah it's not like a lot of these later web dev programs where it's like yeah i know what you mean it's not like that you have to be like you have to teach it the abcs yeah then mary had a little lamb right and then you know (laughs) it's hard it's hard that way i know you have to comment everything even if it should be obvious it doesn't matter you have to comment yes you do jackie because when you look at it a year later you're gonna go what the fuck was i doing you should comment the things that aren't like super obvious. No, you have to comment everything. Okay. You have to write, I coughed here. <laughs> um, I was sick this day. I used to do some visual basic, which is like, I don't know. I guess, I guess. But wait, Mark, apply all of this knowledge to Stan's now. I'm about to. I'm about okay. to. Well, you just said, Mark, what do you know? And so I, okay. that was the tip of the iceberg. I was about to move into like video games and film <laughs> and animals. Music. Food. <laughs> love. Um. I guess visual basic, it's like super easy, kind of ugly, can't do much with it. It might be like... That's Gross Dad. Well, Gross Dad's not a stand. Okay, fine. He's a, well, he had a stand. We don't know what it is. It's uh, Hermit Purple. No, nah, Hermit Purple lets you see things far away and oh, stuff. It's true. just kind of useful. Wait, is Gross Dad also Smokey? No, Miles. Smokey is one person. Yeah, who turns in Abdul. Stop it. Um... Was that a cat? I'm like a hearing cat. meowing. That's that's that must be a sign. Visual Basic is the stray cat <laughs> of programming languages because it's ugly. It's an ugly plant, an ugly cat. Oh yeah. And it can't move on its own, and it only works in sunlight. I think so. There, there you go. I I made it work because go. a cat meowed, and that's it. Jackie, what are your thoughts? Um, what are my thoughts? I think that. Um, so I feel like, uh, I, cause I, I want to, I want to cover like, uh, fucking, uh, Dio stand and Jotaro stand. No, not Jotaro. Uh, yeah. Jotaro. Yeah. Jotaro. Yes. Uh, cause they're like s- kind of similar. Um, and I think that like Dio stand could be Java cause it's supposed to be like, like, I, 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 I don't work a lot with Java, but Java is like fast and it's reliable and it's like a good solid language and then you got and then i think that jotaro stand could be scala because it's like java and it it's like but it's better (laughs) and it's more scalable and it's like hotter and newer okay so that's what i'm thinking for that i feel like you and i came up with answers when we were first reading this yeah um i think that um what's the stand that's like um that you can like swipe with your hand oh the hand is it called the hand yeah that one could be python because python like spacing is important so like like uh okay like literally like putting spaces like spaces and like tabbing like like how you indent basically is important for like for how it works like the uh so maybe that can be the hand okay um, this is hard because yeah, I want to, I, I want to talk more about programming concepts because I, it's not, I like, I have like strong familiarity with like maybe two languages and then I have like a much broader familiarity with like different concepts. Like mm-hmm. I can talk about like functional programming as like what, like applying that to a stand or like, um, what's it called? 
like the little, like the the stands that are like multiple stands where you're controlling like these like oh, the army yeah. I like forget the what army you call those. Yeah, I like guess the, army stands the best way to think of the it. The army stand or the um the that kid that I don't like Shigechi. Shigechi, his stand harvest. Um those are more like object oriented I would think because like they all kind of inherit from the same base class and you just spawn a bunch of objects that do things. Uh, but then functional programming maybe could be like Dio time stops most, if you're talking about functions. Yeah, it's just like it does a thing, and like, yeah, yeah, those were things. Those well, are right. things. This has I'm been, gonna oh. what I'm gonna I'm gonna start like programming all of the stands now. As we no, hear about not. stands, I'll be like, okay, he's calling the move really fast function. That's oh no, don't do that. <laughs> oh, that's so unromantic to me. <laughs> This is Jackie's podcast, object-oriented podcasting. <laughs> Object-oriented. Uh, here we go. Okay. Functional metaprogramming. So, uh, Moomin Writer continues the email. Uh, Each of you are shot with an arrow and grow a stand. One of you does not survive the arrow. One of it's the me. remaining two use your newfound stand powers to overcome the other one, leaving one victor. Who gets which outcome? What are the stand powers you develop, and how do you use them to overcome your opponent? What? Who dies of the three of us? I'll die. Miles dies. Jackie Miles and I dies. have to fight. Okay. <laughs> so I win. Wait, what? <laughs> I think I I don't feel like brainstorming it again, but I had a stand called Nine Inch Nails. And I think it was like, if I'm somewhat nearby and you touch metal, then a bunch of rusty ass nails impale you. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. So I would really do well where there's metal. Mm-hmm. If we were in the earth, I'd have to like dig up like iron. Well, something. mine was electric lady. Oh shit! How does metal work with electricity? It gets it, it conducts, conducts it. it. Yeah. So she just electrocutes things. Yeah. I think and what would happen? Cool she's like an android. But to me, what would happen is I would take you to a place where there's lots of metal, and I'd be like, she doesn't have a stand, and then you would just electrocute me through all the metal. But you know, I have a stand because we all got shot with arrows. I didn't see it. Okay. I was really happy to put nails through things. I kill a lot of people mm-hmm. and then innocent, innocent people. And then you and I meet. And Why you, are we killing each other? We're married. It, there can only be one. It's like Highlander, the marriage. Trying to kill me for my money. No. <laughs> um, All right. Well, I win. Here's more. Yes, Jackie wins. I agree. <laughs> I have also heard you guys deliver some gripes concerning Joseph and Hermit Purple. What do you think about the theory that Hermit Purple is actually a clairvoyant stand and that he has had access to it his entire life, which is why he is able to predict what his opponents will do? Love, Moomin Rider. Moomin. We covered this. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, I think that... I don't know. I just know how I feel about it. I don't remember what you guys said. I think my feelings of it changes based on the phases of the moon. Oh. I I I think sometimes I'm like, okay, and then other times I'm like... No way. I think it takes away from Joseph's cleverness if we make it about his stand. And I like to emphasize him as like a clever guy who just knows what people are going to say and think. And I think here yeah, in Stardust Crusaders, true. he's still a clever guy. I think he he has to will Hermit Purple out. He has to yeah. know about it. Holy shit. People, oh, there's some great shit of that coming up. People on the internet tweet at me uh, to remind me when I originally was using programming CS stuff because I don't remember doing this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let me know. Remind me of me. Remind me. Memento yes, me? Yes, like memento. Uh, this one is from Chad. Chad. Aloha. 
The subject is Crunchyroll. Really should start sponsoring your show. Yes, they should. Do you know anyone? Aloha, JJB Pod people. First off, let me say that I, like pretty much every JoJo fan ever, am stoked that Part 5 will finally be getting an anime. I remember my first exposure to the Golden Wind arc being an international preview of the PS2 or PS1 game. It's PS2. Which leads me to the fact that you should seriously try to get Crunchyroll to sponsor the show. When October rolls around... How do you even do that? Well, okay, so I heard from like mainstream um, podcast sponsors, you need to have, I'm going to say 10 times more the listeners than we have. Mm. Based on so it's the listeners' fault. I think if we get more, I didn't say that if we get more listeners, then we have to be then we'll then we can't respond to everybody all the time. That's true. That, and that, it won't that, be as intimate. That's coming, um, but that doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah, I don't care about those guys. We'll hey, pick and, we'll pick and choose. <laughs> I I care, but only nah. the best letters. Yeah, I don't even know them. Simply the best. They're our friends now. Better than all the rest think about it every night and day is that, is that the same song it's no? different okay i don't know what you're doing well, i know what, uh, i know one of the things you're doing listen if if we exploded we won't uh we would still make time for everybody older we just might not read every single email yes we'd just be like shout out to chad i already <laughs> don't read any of the emails it's because you don't you're an idiot i don't know how you don't want to see all these email notifications of me getting like a response to my reddit post no i don't that has nothing to do with jojo uh, which leads me to the fact that you should see, well, whoop, whoop, whoop. Back to when the October rolls around, I am going to get a premium membership because I don't want to miss an episode or suffer multiple viewings of one of one ads. And I don't <laughs> want to put off listening or interacting with your podcast by having to wait a week later to watch the show. Oh, is that how it is? Like you can't watch it if you don't have uh, the subscription? I was not aware of that. I didn't know that you can't do simulcast. I think that makes sense, though. I think it was like that with Sailor Moon Crystal, like... I think that if you paid for it, you got it earlier. Like if you had this subscription, you got it earlier. Something hmm. like that. So are we about to seriously fuck things up then? What do you mean? If we do it, like the episode drops on Friday and then we podcast about it Sunday or like we watch it and podcast about it. The hardcore fans are going to have watched it. I or, suppose Or so. they'll wait or they'll just wait until they can listen to our podcast. Okay. You know. Let's just do that. Uh, not to mention you folks are way more consistent than a lot of other podcasts. Really? We can, I would start, we could start like GoFundMes for our listeners who don't, can't afford Crunchyroll. And then we just distribute it randomly. We'll do like a, we'll do like a, like a charity stream, but the charity is really just our listeners. (laughs) It's just going going to anime And ultimately Crunchyroll. (laughs) It's just, and it's just Crunchyroll. Yeah. Ultimately Crunchyroll. Uh, no offense to them and whatever their circumstances are, uh, but you know, in terms of us being consistent podcasts, we should that should count towards us getting us sponsored. Anyway, I was wondering, do any of you find yourself saying a phrase from JoJo or any other anime out loud? I catch myself muttering yada yada more often than I probably should, but it does sound cooler than saying oh bother in Jap- mm. in English. That makes me wonder <laughs> if anyone has made a Winnie the Pooh and Jotaro mashup. I say Ooh. yada yada sometimes. I mostly say from anything japanese i say naruhodo out yeah, loud he, a lot yeah he does he does do that um do you say anything miles i don't think so probably not i, I do s- talk to myself a lot though yeah yeah you know you're doing that right now right we're not really here oh i think no. that uh the only this and this is not anime this is just japanese but it's it's said a lot in anime like um I, gambate or, or things like that like i feel like it doesn't 
like the English version of that is not as good. Do your best. Gambate, like like do your, do your best. best. You can do it. Like yeah. I think I'll say yeah. yokai sometimes. Yokai. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But other than that, I also know. say memeta a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I make contact with anything, if I touch a doorknob, it's memeta. Um. Maybe. Lastly. No, that's it. <laughs> uh, lastly, what's your favorite bit of JoJo-related parody or comedy video? A recent favorite of mine is at this link, and it's a link that to a very well-edited like beetle battle. Like people have two different species of beetles, like Paul and John, like fighting each other. Oh my god! And <laughs> they just dubbed in the animes like JoJo Dio fight, and uh, it's pretty great. I don't know what it's called. Oh wait, JavaScript. Uh, the what? fucking sorry, Koichi stand can be uh, JavaScript because it uh, evolved. It's been evolving, and ES six is good. really cool. That's it. That's that's uh that's all I had to say about that. About that. Bye. Um, I'm trying to think. I love that one JoJo parody comic. I've talked about it where. It's like the gang walks into a bar and they're like, where's the next stand user? And there's just a guy like sprawled out across a chair wearing the most ridiculous clothing and hair. <laughs> I like that. Some of the comics are very good. In terms of videos, oh, that's that. there's that one that, re- it was pretty recently. Yeah, Chad, actually you sent it over, I think, where it was like, this, so this is pretty much JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And I thought them recapping the villains of each arc was pretty funny. Where it was like, Dio, Dio again. David Bowie, that kind of thing. I don't watch funny videos about JoJo's. That's right. I'm sorry to disappoint. (laughs) I only watch the ones that Chad sends, so that's fine. Yeah, I only watch what the listeners send us. Shout out to Chad. Keep up the good work and don't hurt yourselves in the run-up to finish part three and four before five. Mahalo, Chad. Um, I don't think we will hurt ourselves. I think we will. I think um, we're going to pace ourselves. True. And we'll be fine. Like a long-distance runner. Yeah. Yeah, I heard uh, you you run half marathons, right? Yeah, I have run half marathons. But you don't run full marathons. I'm training for a full marathon. But to yeah. be clear, you've never ran a full marathon. No, I've never run a full marathon. <laughs> but maybe, maybe <laughs> listeners, if you're listen, if this is an old episode to you, maybe he has. Maybe J- just think gambate to yourself when you run. Gambate. I'm, I'm just gonna think mikitaka, mikitaka, mikitaka. Uh, <laughs> oh, also sometimes I like, I I I say like. Obasan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> that kind of thing. Miles, I was going to say, don't people who do long distance running like shit themselves in the middle of running? Yeah, bro. It's true, right? Do you think yeah. ultra marathons, it's like you have to, like everyone shits themselves? I don't think they, they probably like. They do it on purpose? Yeah. You, you stop and you take a poo. Really? In ultra marathons, you're allowed to do that? What else are you going to do? You're running for like 20 hours. <laughs> Just shit yourself. You, you got to shit yourself. Why is that better? Just let stop. it go. Because it's the only time you can feel okay doing it. Oh. Anyway, uh, this is our final email. And is it? Of all time. That's right. Miles, can you read that first word? You understand umlauts. I don't. Is it Dooner? Just the, the title. Donor. Dinner. 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 Of course, I don't think this is a German word. It could be, though. But I don't think it is either. It's Döner and Shawarma. It's from Abdu in caps. Love Abdu. This guy. Hey, guys. It's Abdul. Last episode, you asked about the difference between Shawarma and Döner Kebab. The differences are, one, Shawarma is Arabic or Syrian. 
Döner kebab is Turkish, too. Mm. Shawarma has different, better seasonings and sauces. Mm. Three, shawarma is objectively better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the difference is, one is Turkish, and not as good. <laughs> have you ever? Do you remember in the Chappelle Show when uh, they do ask a gay dude with Mario Cantone, and they're like, "Is it better to have sex with a man or a woman?" And he's like, how the fuck should I know? And then later they cut back to him and he's just miming sex and he's like, it's better. And he just turns <laughs> towards the camera and yells it. Uh, thank you, Abdul. This is like, this is like uh, when Araki stops and is like, this the, country. The camel. Yeah. <laughs> Abdu is the narrator of this podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Only in the Middle East, though. Once they get to Hawaii. Oh, yeah. They should go to Hawaii. Do they ever go to Hawaii? Mm, they might. I'm not sure. I don't recall. They should, okay, that's what my JoJo's fan fiction is going to be about. My JoJo's fa- fan fiction is going to be about um, Stardust Crusaders, but instead of going all around the Middle East, they go to all of the places that our, uh, our listeners live. Mm. <laughs> Very good. Just like New Jersey, Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hawaii, Germany. Scotland. Uh, that's it. That's it. Sorry, everybody. That's it. Um, All right. I think England was one of them. England, yeah, England was Canada, one of them. Maybe, probably Canada. <laughs> Canada, if you out there, holla. New York, somebody's from New York. Yup. Okay. Hey, wait a minute. What? Now I'm wondering if I skipped the New Yorker. I'm telling you, there's another one. I think. Aha. Uh-huh. There was someone else who's a fan of me. Yes. When? Uh, <laughs> that's not what this is about. Everyone's my fan. No. Um. Yes, Miles mentioned New York, and I thought of the email that I missed. This is from Hentai Homie, I believe. And yeah. it said, subject is, I'm in New Jersey now, getting my gas pumped off the turnpike. With, it's beautiful, isn't it? With Abdul and Iggy. Well, this might be a little late, but I hope you guys did Steely Dan together. Miles and Mark, please don't talk about how they can shrink their stands. Please do find a way to drag the episodes longer. <laughs> Whoa. Make them longer? Just for future reference, Miles, there is one longer beatdown than the one in this episode. We talked about Jeez. it. Jeez. The Steely Dan best... Oh, the Steely Dan beatdown is also my ringtone, and I have made many friends with it, including my teacher, when my phone went off in class. <laughs> Jackie, sorry if spelled wrong. Jackie is spelled perfectly. Thank you. Keep doing what you're doing, and do you know where I can get some cheap raspberry pies? I do not. Have a great podcast. <gasps> cheap raspberry pies. I never worked with raspberry pies, really. P.S. Hi, Chad. I'll be in Hawaii in a few weeks. What should I do over there? You're not allowed to talk to each other. Yes, they are. No. <laughs> yes, they are. Mm-mm. Stay they, in your you little You guys bubbles. can't talk to... No, you can't just They like, should have a JoJo's Bizarre podcast meetup and we're not allowed to go. <laughs> what if like our, our listeners just started... Like they like stopped writing to us and they were just like, Dear Chad. We're just a forum for their <laughs> communications. Just like, Dear Hentai Homie. What if they do like a Terrace House style panel for our episodes? This is the new hot social network. Just emailing random people and having yeah, them we'll, read. Well, it'll emails. be like it's like money laundering. <laughs> it's like uh, that Donna Summer that Donna that Donna Summer song that, that Donner Kebab song <laughs> that Donna Summer song on the radio. Mm. Someone found the letter you wrote me on the radio on the podcast, mm. and it told the world just how you felt. It it didn't say the name, but I knew just who it was, or something like that. You just made up lyrics. No, they it's just something about. They never said the name, but I knew just who they meant. I, I got the words wrong. I didn't make up. Oh. That's it. <laughs> that's Very how good. it goes. <laughs> and that's it. 
All right. I like I like the encouragement. I, I like that we're getting letters now where people are like, Jackie, just keep doing what you're doing. I'm like, yeah. They felt that way the whole time. They just didn't say. Okay. I thought Miles was uh, everyone's favorite, but now I feel like people like me, and so that's good. Ah, oh, shit. You don't have to Miles, com- don't Miles compare is, yourself to Miles other people. Miles is still everyone's favorite, I think. Don't compare yourself to other people. Just do what you do. People think that I have a place on this podcast, and that's nobody, all that nobody, to me. nobody ever indicated. I'm always wondering, like, are, are people just like, I wish she would just shut up? That's what I. That's no, what I wonder. No one is thinking that. If they are thinking that, they can get fucked, and <laughs> you should be on this podcast. Less Jackie, more Smart Mark, and Silly Miles. Well, they're not going to find Smart Mark anywhere. <laughs> You're going to say Dumb Miles. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Jackie, you have, a place, miles. you have a place everywhere. You should just walk into every conversation. Just walk something. into the room. Just be like, yeah. I'm here. I am here. Where's the hummus? Make some you say hummus? Hummus. Hummus hut. <laughs> Is that a place? The hummus hut? Yeah. Where's it at? It's in Palestine. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Why'd you whisper it? Palestine's a country. It's no big deal. It's recognized by the UN. Maybe not by Google. It's in Palestine. All right, stop it. Okay. I feel uncomfortable. It's fine. You <laughs> Anyway, you wouldn't understand because of the Middle East tension. Yeah. Yes. I feel uncomfortable twenty four seven because of the Middle East tension. <laughs> um. Anyway, so this starts uh, the episode. Sun. The sun. Sun. Uh, what up, sun? They get to the United Arab Emirates, and there's this sort of like intro lead up scene where they're at some fancy place that I guess is just a car no. dealership. Nope. Okay, I knew I wasn't... Guys, this is the first time we've watched the episodes. First time in a long time. This is a three-episode three ep. Where we watch We're the podcast... Like, not just before recording. We watched these podcasts, like, a few days ago. I watched these two days ago. We watched them yesterday, and I still... I don't remember it. anything. But okay. ja- Jackie is a furious stenographer. I take notes of... I'm sorry, I'm so loud. Um, I take notes of everything that happens. So, anyway, uh, the very first thing is we get, like, maybe... Mm, 10 seconds of all of the guys all of our all of our heroes in a ditch um and oh yeah it's like, like a flash forward yeah and they're like i can't believe it and then we see the intro so it's just like mom what situation did they get themselves into it like starts right at the end basically yeah <laughs> uh and then the intro comes on and it's cool and now they've got to buy camels or something no it's before that no it's- so so, so the narrator's telling us that they they went to wherever they went to avoid a politically unstable route. Oh my God! What I, was the? I don't. I didn't catch they, that. They avoided Iran, Iraq. Yeah, oh. I yeah. thought that was interesting. They're just like let's let's stay away from. Well, things are a lot better now. Yeah. Well. Mm. Mm. I mean, they're not at war with each other. I That's don't know true. what was happening in that particular time period. They were at war with each other. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now it would be let's avoid Syria. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. They didn't have to. They go didn't to go Syria. there. I know. Yeah. But they didn't have to. Um, and that's, yeah, so they avoided a politically unstable row, and Polnareff is like, oh, yeah, yeah, Polnareff is talking to a girl. I don't know why. Oh, yeah, yeah, because they're at a car dealership. You're right. Now they're so at the car dealership. So until they get to, I want to say, the car ride where they're going to talk to camels, this whole car dealership thing is manufactured by the anime, David Productions. I see. Because they just felt like they needed to explain where the car came from. I see. I don't didn't know why. did they already have a car? What happened to the car that they drove to um, um, uh, Enya's town? Didn't they have a car? Uh, didn't. They, they took it with Enya to the Steely Dan town. And then what? And then they fucked around with Steely Dan. I don't know if anything happened to that car. I think maybe they had it, but this is where he no, just decided. No, Whole Horse stole it. Is that what happened? Not, not at the Steely Dan episode, though. 
Didn't he steal their other car when leaving the Enya town and they, they had a different car? I don't remember. Or were they... Yeah. I think they got a car dropped off by Speedwagon, maybe? But I think this is just important because he wants to buy the expensive car. Okay. So he can trade um, it for some camis. Yeah. So he writes out a check. We see his beautiful Joseph Joe Star signature. Polnareff is just hitting on some woman that he, is not interested. He was like, if a cute girl like you asks me i if if a cute girl like you asked me i'd buy them a car so he's flirting with her with what could he buy a car does he have a job he's basically yeah i don't know he's he's uh advertising the fact that he's easy to manipulate it's it's easy for women to manipulate him if they're cute is basically what he's saying Mm -hmm. which is true for a lot of straight men i guess but he's advertising he's like please please scam me out of all my money (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I think he's he's just scamming her. He's not really going to do that. Uh, it's going to be like that Sir Mix-a-Lot song where he's like, she thinks I spent bank, but I really spent coupons. Actual lyric. You know more than one uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot song? I know three. Whoa. Baby got back, put him on the glass, and I got game. Oh, look at you. Yeah. All right. Put him on the glass is just about women showing their breasts. Okay. Uh, I got game. I only know because it was remixed by a Canadian speedcore producer, and it's pretty great. Great. Um, it's just about him dating different women in the same night. And I know probably a good amount of the lyrics. Anyway, so they're at the car dealership, um, and Joseph buys the car. Outright, and, straight cash. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Pol- Polnareff is like, bye, mademoiselle, because he's like the Pepe Le Pew. Because he's French. <laughs> no, Pepe Le Pew doesn't like... We have to go and go, never mind, lady, bye. We called him Pepe Le Pew, I think, the last episode, and so I'm bringing it back. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. What is this we shit? You maybe called him Pepe Myself Le Pew. Myself and Miles. Yeah. You thought he was we. Pepe Le Pew, too. Yeah. You just conflated we. the wonderful Jean-Pierre Polnareff, victim of toilets all over the world, to a rapist. <laughs> a rapist skunk. He's a little rapey. That's disgusting. He's just he's just a man. Okay. You oh, know God. what I mean? He's just... He's no, passionate. I mean, he's, he's, he's too he's forward. He's a little yeah. bit harassy maybe he's just french and flirty and, and he french smells and flirty. horrible that's my tinder bio <laughs> french and flirty um anyway so let's Mach. let's let's move this along we have to this is one out of three episodes that we have to get through um so they get in the car the car looks really roomy uh joseph is like planning his route he's like we could drive we could take a plane and i could drive i could fly the plane he's like we could go this way or we could go that way he's like planning out like where they're gonna go and they had been like why the expensive car and he's like you'll see and then when they're discussing this they're like well this is really nice with the air conditioning and we can see you know a lot through the windows and uh fucking uh so so joseph is like oh yeah we can get a plane and i can and i can fly us there and jotaro jotaro's kind of a dick to his grandpa this episode always in a is it always? Yeah, he's always a dick to him. Okay. Not, not that obviously. Because he's, yeah. he's like, I wouldn't want to get into a plane with you. You've, uh, you've Three cra- airplane crashes. You've been in three airplane crashes. But his logic is sound. And we, we see that it's sound here, too. It's like John McCain. Stop it. You've done this before and stop it. John McCain has crashed a lot of planes. This isn't... In his youth. I don't know. I don't think it was three. It, I think it was more. Like he flew in planes that crashed. That's, uh, a, that's a reason to endorse him. The man made it. <laughs> He could crash the plane and walk out like, boy. He's invincible. Wow. <laughs> He's bad. He was bad at that. Jackie, and they, like, stop. kept him in the military. Anyway. <clears throat> uh, so. I don't like him either, but you know. Right. For other reasons. Let's not get political. Hey, wait. What? 
Yeah, Mark. You gotta stop, okay? All right. I'm being gaslighted. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Fuck John McCain. John McCain um, didn't really crash five planes. How many? Four and a half? What do you, are you like, are you like fact checking me right now? Yeah, I went on factcheck.org. Is that real? Uh, PolitiFact, Snopes. He lost two. One was his fault. The other was due to engine failure. That's still two. Yeah. The one that was his fault should have, he should have. Let's rank them, okay? Most plane crashes, Joseph Joestar. Second most plane crashes, John McCain. Yeah, John McCain has crashed like 100 planes. Third most, us. We've never been in a plane crash. It goes three, two, zero. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Joseph Joestar should have run for president. Anyway. <laughs> I hate this episode. Uh, this is a good episode. So now they go to buy, now they go to buy camels. Well, okay. First, we also have Kakyo when he's in the car, mm-hmm. and he looks uneasy. He's looking around, and they're like, Kakyo, what's up? And he's like, I can't shake this feeling that somebody's watching us. Ah. And that's when Kakyo found God. No. Um, they oh, no, that, that happens later, actually, Mark. But it's okay. They buy the camels. No. It's, yeah. it's, it's in the car. No. It's well, a, oh, maybe it happens 100% again. 100% positive. Okay, fine. Then it happens again. Yes. He brings okay. it up twice. Okay. Um... So Joseph makes the camel sit so he can jump on it and the camel spits on him. Well, right. Well, well, he buys the camels by trading the car. With an apple. Oh, yeah. And they also get tanks of water out of this. Yes. And he's like, see, that's why you buy an expensive car. And then, yeah, he tries to show them how to ride them. This is me like reading my notes and like, what am I writing? And this was a day ago and I don't remember anything. I mean, together we're going to figure it out. Yeah. Camels were cute. I like them. uh, What about when they slobbered all over his face? That's cute. It's endearing. Okay. Yeah. So Joseph is like, first, you just pull the can, you just get the camel to sit. Yep. And they won't sit. He's pulling on their reins. And they're like, have you ever ridden the camel before? And he's like, no, but I've seen Lawrence of Arabia. And everybody's like, this is fucking stupid. You gave up your car to buy camels and you don't even know how to like ride them or anything. Why couldn't they take the car? Because it can't go over sand. Yeah. Yeah. They had, they, yeah. Well, first they were like, buy a, a good, a car that's good for off road. And he was like, no, I buy this. And they're like, yeah, that would have been bad for off-road. Thank God you got camels. But it was like, why didn't you just get a fucking car? But yeah. I think it was also just like... Buy so like a Jeep or something. I think it would have made them harder to spot or something like that. But we later mm. find out they were already spotted. So yeah. they could have taken a Jeep or something. Nobody's right. ever not spotted them. Yeah. I mean, we don't see the stuff in between the episodes, like the really mundane stuff where you're like, how much is this croissant or whatever? Mm. Like, we don't need that. No, we need that. So they're riding on their camels. They feel like someone's watching. And then they're like, man, it's really fucking hot. Uh, it's like so hot. And they're like, well, that's normal for this, for this time of day. Yeah, it's the desert. And then they look at the time and it's 8 p.m. And they're like, it should not be this hot at 8 p.m. The sun should be down. Why the fuck is the sun so high? What is this shit? And they realize they're like, is this the point where they're like, it has to be a stand. And then they just jump off. They're camels. It ends up hitting one one thirty well, or one sixty Fahrenheit. They realize, it's, or no, Celsius. Yeah, they realize no. it's a it's a it's a stand because the sun is actually rising higher. It's not setting, right. and it's eight p.m. It's rising higher in the west. And I yeah. don't understand this entire stand. It doesn't make any sense to we're me. Gonna get, we'll we're gonna get we're gonna get into it. it because I also don't understand. I thought it. I understood it, and then I thought about it while I was in the bathroom. And what I were you doing in the bathroom? You know, just brushing my hair. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It looks fine. I, Thanks. I think from now on, I'm going to try to explain stands using programming concepts. No. <laughs> but we'll get there. Uh, <laughs> uh, so they all jump off their camis and they run for cover, right? 
I think they mostly get behind the same rock and they're trying to figure out what the deal is. And they're like, it has to just be, you know, the stand, um, that the stand, sorry, the stand just has to be the sun. Yes. I think that's how it goes. Yes. And eventually Kakyoin is like, I'm going to try to do something. And they're like, Kakyoin don't, you know, and Kakyoin takes his stand out and is like, I just have to get a little bit closer a little bit closer, and it's very, very, very hot. Like, he shouldn't even have his stand out there, because if his stand gets super hot, he's mm-hmm. going to get super hot. And they're also like, we don't know if, uh, we don't know how far away this stand is. We don't know, like, if distance is a factor. We don't know how far away it is. We don't know how high up it is. We don't know anything. But in Kakyoin's defense, they're running out of time. Yeah. Because um, they're all getting, it's getting hotter and hotter. I, I, th- I don't know where I got 134 from. Oh, that's the hottest day ever recorded in Death Valley, United States. Uh, oh. <laughs> it's like 60 or 70 degrees Celsius, some insane number. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kakyoin shoots Emerald Splash at the sun. Basically, we see the sun that is like, it's not, it doesn't look like the regular sun. It's like right above them. It's very hot and it's got like a swirly bunch of swirls. It's like goodness gracious great balls of fire. Yeah. It's yeah. like um, hmm. the sun in Mario 3 when you first start the level and you're like, what the fuck is with the sun? And it has this angry face. Mm. And then you start running and it starts to spin and you're like, oh, no, 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 no. Mm. And then you freak out. And then you get older and you realize that it always dips in the same pattern and you're like, whatever. Mm. You know what I mean? You could even kill it with a Koopa shell. Oh, Just kill really? the sun with a Koopa shell. You yeah. can kill it with a Koopa shell? Yep. Why, why didn't they do that? They didn't have any Koopas. Um. <laughs> you can't separate, you can't put the camel inside his, his camel hump. No Koopas in the desert. That's right. He shoots his emerald splash at the sun and the sun just like like spits out fire and it murders camels and it's really yeah. sad it's like solar flares or something at first i thought it bounced it back and i thought it had to do with the mirror because i remember the mirror from later but yeah no it kills some of the camels they were going to die from the heat anyway you but know what's stu- yeah. why do the camels die from the heat before they do only like one camel did some of them get killed by the meteors but they also jump in the shade they just leave the fucking camels out there Ugh, stupid so they realize now that the sun can also attack them back so Jotaro says, I'm going to make a hole in the ground. Yes. And he has Star Platinum just punch a huge yeah. fucking hole in the ground. He and uses they all... the punch fun- function. That's right, Jack. He uses the punch function. <laughs> on, it's a then, recursive loop. And Jotaro puts like a little slash on an asterisk. And he's like, here I wanted to punch a hole in the ground. And then it does. And it turns green. And then they jump in the hole. And do you guys remember what happens immediately after how they show us that they're in like this cave? Um, I remember, well, I wrote down 3D budget because it loops around the whole thing and you just see everything in 3D all around. You get like a camera view, a 360 camera view. Yep. Um, And it's like, it's an insane amount of 3D. Like it's not subtle at all. It's just like, look at this polygonal ass cave mouth entrance. Yeah. Um, then they're, they're just all inside there. It's still getting super hot. And by the way, at some point, they, a commercial break, they reveal the stand user's names. Anybody remember the stand user's name? No. It was Manish Boy. What's no, it's what, not. What is that? Uh, you're right. I'm thinking uh-huh. of the baby. It was Arabia Fats. Oh, what yeah, I wrote that down. I wrote that down, and I don't know why. And now I know. What is that a reference for? Uh, it's a reference to, apparently, according to JoJo Wiki, haven't verified, Fats Domino. The jazzy pianist from the fifties, but because it's just fats. I think Arabia is like like Lawrence of Arabia because they mentioned that, and fats is just yeah like fats domino. That's weird. If it was fats, what else would you think it would be? I don't know. Well, like f- somebody who's fat. 
Why don't you shut your mouth? Fats Domino was not skinny. I, I know, no one, but no one called him skinny, thin Domino. But Fats could be referring to anyone who's fat, like Fats Arabia. But for he example. always does a musician. I know well, Arabia is not a musician because it's too whatever. <laughs> um, it's not a musical reference. You shut up. Is what I'm saying. It it's is. only half Fats. of one. Yeah, half of it is. A lot of the stands are half of a musical. If it was called, oh a, wait, no. If it was called These Arabia Sticks, would you be like, that's not a musical reference? It's not a musical reference. Yes, it is. It's a reference to sticks. What if it was Arabia Metallica? Yeah. Or what if it was Arabia's lead? Arab- what if it was Arabia John and they were, you were like, it's a reference to John Lennon? Because John Lennon... No, that would be a reference to Elton John, obviously. Who else is named Fats? A lot of people. Fats Waller, another musician. Who's that? Another musician. Okay. Well, maybe it's him. That's that's a debate that you have, Miles. I don't think so. That's a ground you can stand on. Could be fat. Not, everybody's could be, fat. Could be Fat Joe. Who's fat? You could can be, call anyone fat. It's Arabia Fat Joe. Arabia Fat Joe. And he's like, I'm not a, a son. I just melt a lot. Yes. That's big pun, actually. It. That's big pun. I'm sorry. Fat Joe sucks. R.I.P. <laughs> big pun. Fat Joe also was in like a pyramid scheme for a while. And he talked about his like joining the invis- the the pyramid scheme and his family and friends being like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you doing this pyramid scheme thing? And he was like, when people doubt you for joining this very obvious multi-level marketing scheme, you should just think of yourself as riding an invisible train. They just can't see it. So I will never not think of Fat Joe and the invisible train. Okay. A- anyway. So this is a reference to Fat Joe? Yeah. Arabia Fat Joe, yeah. Yep. Even though it was like... Yeah. 10 years before so they're in they're in the hole uh fucking joseph goes to take a sip of water he realizes there's a hole in his water and he's like oh shit <laughs> yeah there's impression. a lot of joseph this is a joseph episode um you think yes 100 percent. i guess all, it it's is. all about what he comes up with and what he doesn't come and it's up his with. perspective when everyone loses their mind so then he's like he's like an old time this is a time for an old timer like me to shine and come up with something really clever and he asks Jotaro for his binoculars because earlier Jotaro had Star Platinum look through some binoculars for someone tailing them. They didn't find it. Joseph sticks the binoculars out. By the way, they showed the sun uh, disintegrate a scorpion and like melt a bush. Oh yeah, that that I think happens a little later. But the scorpion like just bursts into co- confetti. Basically, yeah. it burns. It bursts into like paper string. Um, so weird. And so Joseph then takes his binoculars and goes to look outside, but his binoculars burn up and he goes, son of a bitch. <laughs> and it's, it's one of my favorite Jojo lines. And I just wrote it down as, yeah, son of a bitch. That's good. I love how he's so bad at English, even though it's his first language. <laughs> Is it? Oh, no, yeah. it's, next, it's next episode. He says something that, no, no, no I was always starting a sentence and I quit. Okay. Okay. Great. Um, so they're in this cave. At some point, it's just, everything just starts spinning for no reason. Yeah. Like way too long. It's like a lot of spinning. A lot of spinning and colors and like it's uh We're supposed to feel like we're going as crazy as they I are. I see. It's like unnecessary. But they're not going crazy. It's ma- it's trying to make us go crazy and then Kakyo Kakyoin just starts laughing and he's like It's creepy. It's like I wrote it down because I wrote it down like word for word. Basically, it was like 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 it's all these different laughing sounds yeah little laughy laughs little little yeah and Polnareff is like but Jotaro is still trying to be cool he's like 
Um, and they all just start laughing and their faces Joel are Tyler's animated. Joel Tyler's laugh is weird. Yeah, it is because we never hear it. And they all look really weird, especially Kakyoin when he first starts laughing. His face is like, I don't know if it's drawn shittily or what. And so Joseph now is looking at them like they're all crazy and they've lost their minds he from says, the heat. He says, oh my God. And it's just three people who are laughing crazily. Um, and then Kakyoin, I think, grabs his arm and is like, Mr. Joestar, don't get the wrong idea. And he's like, do you see that rock over there? And he looks out of the cave and sees a rock in the distance. And he says, now look over there. Isn't there the exact same rock? Like, but, but flip the other way. Mm. And then he's like, doesn't that rock look like it, it's just big enough to, for someone to hide behind? Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> then uh, Jotaro has... And the shadows are reversed. Yes. The shadows. The shadows are different directions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jotaro has star platinum pick up a rock and he, he pitches it like a pitcher like yeah. a baseball pitcher he throws it really hard near one of the rocks and then we see, we see we hear like glass break and we hear somebody go like it or some shit and mm-hmm. and jotaro's like it's hard to believe you're my grandpa that like you couldn't figure that out basically and it's like why are you so rude this why, whole episode so rude? is just joseph failing over and over again oh. what are you talking about he got the six camels they, they died <laughs> Oh. Like this whole episode is about how he's an idiot. Yeah. No. But he nothing he does is successful. Yeah, but Yeah, he would have died. It's like how like like the times have passed him by and these kids are smarter than him and he should just I also think it's weird that he's in this old man hanging out with these teens. Well, one's his grandson. Yeah, but it's still weird. No, no this it's is not. A, it's to save his daughter. It's a very serious matter. It's a, it's a matter of life or death, you know, they're rescuing the daughter. Yeah. I just, like, what do you think they talk about? Just getting there. There's so much to talk about. They never have time to stop and have to be like, what are your hobbies? But they have so much downtime. They're always, like, traveling on these slow travel methods. They, all the conversations that they have are about, like, they're traveling the world. So, like, it's probably about the shit that they're seeing. Like, oh, have you tried this food? Oh, I've been to this place once. Like. True. It's it's all, like, travel kind of conversations. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. So then, yeah, they then are able to exit the cave and they see that... Everything is dark. Everything goes back to normal. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's sometime after 8 p.m. and everything gets cooler. And they're like, oh, it's night now. Or, and then they're like, or should I say it's back to night. Yeah. Um, and they go over and we see that next to the rock is still like this hole in the middle of the air. But when they walk around it, we see that it was some big mirror being held up. Uh, by this little like sort of like seat almost like a riding lawnmower it's like a seat you could sit on mm. and it has an air conditioning thing that's pointing into where the person will be seated and we see a guy just like splayed out on his back he's short he's wearing like almost like the old japanese flag logo on his shirt like a sun with beams of light coming out of it and he's got like a big wound on his head why do you think they got rid of the beams uh, I think it's just to renew and get rid of because, like, I think the idea is that like the rays of light are like the uh, Japanese Empire, like grabbing different parts of the world. Mm. So they were like, "We won't do it anymore," and they dropped the rays. Wait, what? Japan's flag used to be a big <clears throat> red sun with red beams shooting out of it, reaching mm. all corners of the flag, and now it's just a red red circle right in the middle of a white flag. Mm. Because maybe the sun is ruby because ruby was invented by a Japanese man named Matt. Perfect. So maybe the sun is Japanese because it's maybe. it's. Does Japan mean anything about sun? I think it does, right? 
Nihon. What is Nihon? Yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. What does the, it mean? The ni in it is the kanji for sun. It's, Aha. And people say land of the rising sun sometimes. Aha. Yeah. All right. So Ruby, the Ruby. programming language Ruby is the sun. Okay. Because of maths. Because of maths? Maths is the, the, the guy who ah. uh, originally wrote Ruby. Okay. Matsumoto probably. Or Matsushima or something. Yeah, it's maths. Uh, he goes so by maths. Here's the thing that I don't understand about this. So basically the idea is that this stand user has a stand called the sun, which is extremely powerful. It can heat up this whole area and it looks like the real sun. But we know that the stronger a stand is, the closer you have to be. And he didn't want people to see where he was. And he also can't mm. be, uh, he can't be out in his own heat because it still hurts him. So what he has to do is ride around in this like, scootery thing with an air conditioner hooked up so that it's cooling him down and then he has to have a mirror in front so that you don't see that he's really there this guy sucks but in order for a mirror to perfectly work wouldn't you have to have it facing your opponent in which case they'd see themselves or something around them and then well mm -hmm. not necessarily if there's like two angled mirrors which it seems like there might have been no there's only one mirror I guess if you had it tilted up slightly, it wouldn't matter. If there's only one mirror, why did the rock appear twice in it? So... Uh, oh, were they seeing themselves? I thought that too, but then no. Because they saw themselves... Yeah, they saw the rock twice in one mirror. No. No. One is the real rock and the other one was a, a, a mirror. It was a reflection. Okay. It, it almost seems like there's one rock that's way off to the right, and on the left they see another rock, but really it's him. Unless it's that they're the rock, they're inside a rock, and they see two other rocks. Hang on. And the tree, and the oh, hole, yeah. and the hole, and the ground, and the green grass grows all around and around. And so the, the mirror is just around. angled then? I think so. But then what's weird uh, is that... They say at one point, doesn't that rock seem big enough to hide someone? Why would he be by there? He didn't need to hide. He has a mirror that he's behind. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, how would it... Because I think when they go over to it, is there a rock next to him or no? I don't recall. No, I if don't If there is there one is. next to him, it makes no fucking sense. No, 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 no. Okay. I think that they, the rock that they see, the other rock is the mirror rock. No. No? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's the, a yes, mirror rock right. and a real rock. When you say mirror only, rock, yeah. Only rocks. So it's basically just that he was just following them randomly and he happened to be in a way that he, they could see the other rock on him. Okay. I just don't know why they say does not look like a rock small enough that someone could hide behind. That doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, oh, I guess they're saying that the entirety of the rock is visible because it had to be small enough to fit on a mirror. So it's just an unhappy coincidence for him that if it were cut off, they'd definitely be able to spot the mirror. I don't know, Yeah, man. but something else, like... Unless the mirror was enormous. They, it seemed big. They would have spotted something. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, they would have seen the edges of the mirror. It's pretty silly, but I think it's funny the idea that he's like, I have a stand so powerful it hurts me, so, but I got to be close, so let me build a mirror air conditioner. Mm. And this is, I think it's the first time that we see like title graphics, like, like font come up and say, so-and-so retires. Ah. Uh, and they write it in kanji, but they karakana it, or, or rather furigana it with the word ritaya. So I don't know if he's making like some kind of double pronunciation pun, but I, I could just be 
wrong entirely. I think it's just like the other stands where I thought it was a pun and it's not. It just says the phonetics of the English above the word in Japanese. Um, okay. This compelled me to write down some tips about preventing heat exhaustion. Do you Great. want to hear them? Yeah. Great. Yes. One is cover up. Wear tightly woven clothing that blocks out light like a thick ass school uniform. Mm. Wear a hat. I think most of them do. No, just Joseph and Jotaro. Or grow a mullet if you're worried about your neck. Wear UV absorbent shades. None of them do this. Limit exposure. And they talk about something called the shadow test. If your shadow is shorter than you, the sun's rays are the day's strongest. And they also have something called the mirror test. Look for nearby rocks that look alike and throw a rock at one of them. Mm. I don't think they say that. This is this is from the CDC. Oh wow. Use sunscreen. That's an important, That's important one. Yeah. Always remember to use sunscreen. Yeah. Even if that was some song in the 90s, right? Yeah, I recently wrote about this song. There's, what really? is it? There's a song? It's uh, so it's Baz Luhrmann. That's the guy who directed Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, so he recorded an album of like Oh, spoken he, no it's not him talking he hired an actor to record this essay called wear sunscreen and he it's just this person reading this essay over this weird new agey music and it like <gasps> i've reached, heard parodies of this and it got very it, like it charted yeah it was which big. which is insane to yeah. me and then wow. every once in a while it's like remember to always wear sunscreen right that's the very last no that's the, the opening and the ending of it it's ah, bookended by okay. this advice to wear sunscreen and he goes, so, yeah. that's the only piece of concrete advice I have. The rest of it is right. unqualified. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but it's just all, it's just a man earnestly giving you life advice over weird new agey music. And this was on the radio. Yeah, there's been some weird hits on, on the, radio. the radio. Don't forget that a Korean pop song, completely in Korean, exploded over here in the United States. I think wear sunscreen is even weirder than that. It is weirder. I'm just saying weird things have happened. Yeah. There's some other stuff I can't quite think of right now, but it exists. Okay. Is that helpful? Yes. Yes. By the way, Gangnam Style, I was super happy when I finally heard it on English-speaking radio. I was like, that's so great. It's like cultural pollination, diffusion. And then for the next six months of my life, I was like, I hate this fucking song. Can I go anywhere in the world one foot without hearing this fucking song? No, you really can't. Are you happy about BTS? Do you feel the same way about them? No, I tend to not like these boy group shits. So you just like one man Koreans? I didn't like that song. I was just happy that it happened to get big in a country where no one speaks Korean. Nobody. That's right. Nobody in this country knows Korean. (laughs) Sorry. A Korean song happened to be popular in a country where there's almost no market that does anything other than English or Spanish. Occasionally, yes, there's a Russian station or something. I get it. Maybe but this was going a, on major English-speaking stations. Maybe there there'll were, be a Korean explosion. Like how there was a Latin explosion. There already has been. A explosion? A like, explosion. BTS is so popular. I don't know what that is. Behind the scenes? Everyone loves trivia on IMDb and stuff. No, 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 no. Oh. BTS is a Korean boy band. They're super popular. Like, they were at the Grammys and stuff. Oh, really? I, don't I didn't know, know that. that. I just hear people reference BTS every now and then. I don't uh, know what they are. Aren't they? They're not that special, though, right? Aren't they just like every other, like, big group that comes out of Korea and Japan? Yeah, but I think they're the most popular of the groups. Oh, so they could they So could they're be like the... One Direction of, like, K-pop. But, like, every K-pop band is, like, One Direction. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> they just happen to be the most popular. 
they they're the one direction of one direction yeah i couldn't tell you K-pop. why they're the most popular but i think they are okay why cool. didn't kyari pamu pamu pop in america kyari pamu pamu is awesome because she's produced by yastaka nakata and she has a crazy style yastaka nakata did a what are you saying he did perfume he did something else i can't remember and he's just like a very fun electric producer jackie do you remember um that song free free no where it was like wanna be free no i believe you set me free no guys i thought this episode was a little dumb it is dumb yeah Um, it's filler i i like it it's definitely a little bit fillery i mostly love when they're all laughing i love joseph saying son of the bitch uh in general i like joseph in this episode i like him fighting with the camel i feel like it makes him look so bad though yeah makes him look like a bit of a fuddy-duddy yeah a bit of a fuddy-duddy i could have done without this episode yeah yeah i think that's true that was oh yeah at the end there's some line where polnareff is like i'm gonna have some good dreams i wrote it down we defeated our enemies so we can have sweet dreams tonight and that is foreshadowing for the next two episodes also added by the anime does this pay off like does joseph like learn to trust these guys more and like take a step back he wears sunscreen now every episode after this that's good no actually you know what no 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 no. i know what it is so joseph is like dumb this episode because last episode they were just emerald i can't speak they were emerald smashing all over his head and he had a flesh blood and they were fucking oh you think he's permanently brain damaged damaged now i want someone to prove me wrong i think after this he's done (laughs) I think after this, like he his he's just like we're lucky if we can get him to Hermit Purple. <laughs> you heard it here first. He's readers. just along for the ride. They Prove just, Jackie wrong. They destroyed his brain. Abdul Smokey Smokey's Abdul. No, Joseph has no, brain damage. No, no, That's no, unrelated. Prove us wrong. No, no, no. He's, so he he's just not the same. Like Joseph is still, you know, he's he's. You know, he's able to have no, conversations. No, don't back, don't back off of this. I'm all in. But he's not the same. He's not going to be clever. He's not going to notice that the rocks completely, are the same. Completely, wrong. Yeah, he's he's permanently completely dumb now. Wrong. He does something he's very clever dumb. during the Dio fight. I remember. I mean, he does get right. yeah, but he has to reach through through like the fog of his destroyed brain. Oh, to you do you it. could say that anybody. You're dumb, but you happen to be smart through your dumbness when you do something smart. Yeah, that's the one. It's the exception that proves the rule here. No, it's He's not. He's permanently brain damaged. He does something clever. He just head. gets lucky. They were in his head, destroying brain cells no. with stand powers and chopping it up and get, feeding it to a flesh blood. He's not ever I've the explained. same. You lose like tens of thousands of fucking neurons every day. Maybe you know what? Maybe it just takes. It'll take it a little while for his for it's his brain take cells a little time to grow back. Yes, no. I agree they with have this. To grow back, I agree with this. But he's gonna be dumb for a little while yeah no he still steals a baby later <laughs> but that's because it was the right thing to do i don't no, think it, it was looking it was at not. me like i really <laughs> killed Speaking a baby of, i want to talk about those babies later but what i babies? i, I want to know it, like what happens like so what if she's a good joe star and the man baby 13 uh-huh. got together i hope not they're different ages probably well, what's the age like difference? vastly different ages what's the age I difference think. Um, Probably like 20 years. I agree. Yeah, that's gross. That's not that gross if you wait a long time. You're right. True. He's probably, that. the baby's probably close in age to um, Josuke. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, know? I mean, the baby, well, the baby's like 17 years younger because Josuke is 17 or 16 or 15 or whatever. No, 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 the man baby. Ah, uh, yeah. That's they should what be around the same age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why Joseph was good with babies. He was thinking about the one he left behind. It'd be cool if we saw that baby again. Like if, if you know, in the in Josuke's season, if like that man baby, the death 13 came back, but he was a teenager. That'd yeah. be cool. Yeah, it would be, be cool death 13 like teenager. <laughs> oh, get the fuck out of my domicile. All right. All right, shut up. Uh, so let's now talk about death 13 part one. They should have called part two death 14. Am I right? Shut your mouth forever. All right. Uh, but this is a, a medium where we talk. I can't. Just for a while. Okay. So um, Kakyoin wakes up in like the Max Payne nightmare uh, dream where there's a baby crying and <laughs> things. Oh, yeah. And he's wearing this ridiculous pajamas set where he has like a huge collar popped out of it. It reminded me so much of Max Payne. The Max Payne nightmare where where uh, there's just a baby crying faintly right. in the background, and you have to walk on this stupid tight line of blood. Yeah, it was so hard. Is this the only so change annoying. of clothes we see for Cac for this entire show? No, they wear. Like, they're not carrying swimsuits? luggage around. They wear swimsuits at one point when they're on the boat. No, I don't think that's true. No, no they wear like. Like Joseph changes into like a one piece. Joseph yeah. changes. Nobody else does though. He's still wearing like. Does he change his underwear? You think? Um, maybe. I don't, I don't think know. he does. I think he's wearing dirty drawers right oh, now. All right, all right. You like that? No, I don't. You're saying all right? No, I'm not. Um, so Kakyoin wakes up and he's in a dream and he's like, "This is weird and everything's brightly colored." Is that a reference to "In a Dream" by In a Dream, Raquel? You will find my heart. It's Raquel. Wait, what is it? In a heart. dream, I love you. Will find my heart. My heart. Yeah. And then. You'll find my heart. That song is like an example of. Never in my heart, I swear you'd be with me. I wish this were real, but I'm still dreaming. Can't believe that this is all in a dream. I'm gonna wait to be with you, my love. I'll always want you more to love. Can't go on without your love. Uh, all right. If for the kids who don't know, look up. In, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> in a dream by Raquel. All the children listening to this who are like, I, I was not to alive. be honest. It's one of my least favorite freestyle songs of like the the songs that got really popular. I. What do you mean by freestyle? Freestyle is a genre of music that mixes together sort of this like funky electronic. That's especially this song inspired by like Planet Rock by Africa Bombada. That mm. like, like sort of. I just sounded like I was doing that oh yeah song, but no, that like it was like and beautiful early nineties, no. right? Uh, yeah, I want to say late eighties, early nineties. And then the other side, music. the other side of freestyle is the Latin horn instrumental. That's why you'll hear sometimes. I think in that song too, that like beep 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 beep. It's like fake trumpets. Yeah. So it's like Latin inspired, but also like black kind of funky eighties electronic inspired. And that's what that Lisa Lisa is freestyle. Oh, yes. I think it's good. Yeah. It's pretty good, although some of the singers aren't the best in the world, and you're like, why are you professionally singing? But it doesn't matter. And none of that has to do with right now. The answer is no, it's not a reference to that. 
<laughs> yeah. So Kakyoin wakes up and Polnareff is there messing Wait, with him. Wait, no. So Kakyoin is in this amusement park. Everything's highly oh, yeah. saturated. And uh, he's like scared. And he's like, where am I? Like, why am I here? Where was I before? How did I get here? He's and- with a doggy. Oh, yes. He's with a, a cute dog. Uh, and there's no kids, but there's a baby crying and he notices this. Um, and then suddenly he sees a clown. Um, a what, no, how would you, no, 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 no. He sees balloons. He balloons. sees balloons and attached That's to a balloon. That's what I wrote here. <laughs> I was attached like, to a balloon. I read, I read Ballo and I'm like, what is a Ballo? It says <laughs> It was Baloo from the Jungle Book. Baloo. Yeah. Is that where he's from? Is that where Baloo's from? Jungle Book? Yes, yeah, Bare Necessities. Correct. You know. What? Look yeah, Bare Necessities. You know. Bare Necessities. Oh, i never seen it. Oh, you don't know Bare Necessities? Necessities? So when I was saying you know, you didn't know. I didn't About know. Your this song is familiar now that Jackie sings it because she's perfect. And your strife. And your strife. Strife. Okay. Strife. Um, anyway, the balloons have a tarot card attached to it that's in the same style as all of the tarot cards. And this is maybe the only example where the stand looks just like the tarot card. The tarot card says fuck dogs on it. No, it says death 13. And Kakyo goes, death 13? And what does it look like? It's like a clown with a, uh, it's like a grim reaper clown. I really love the look of this stand. I love this stand. The face is designed after masks from a Venetian carnival. I didn't look up what that is, but Mm. that's what Jojo Wiki said. And it sounds good. Is that a reference to Venetian snares? It's on. (laughs) How do I sing some Venetian snares for you? JonBenet Ramsey <laughs> I fucking murder the young style like JonBenet Ramsey which is just a Chino Excel lyric and they'd be like yeah that's good you got it yeah anyway he kills the fucking dog of course well yeah so this let's finish describing it's like a clown it's floating it doesn't seem to have a body there's like a cloak there's no feet sticking out or anything it's a grim reaper clown yeah the face is almost it's like hollow eyes and hollow mouth smiling almost like one of those comedy and tragedy masks yeah look it up it's uh, it's cool. Yeah. And yeah, then this, he just puts the scythe through the dog's face and it starts bleeding everywhere. It has a scythe. It has a scythe. And it goes through the dog's Which face. Which also at the end of last episode when Polnareff says sweet dreams, they show the moon as a crescent and they show it again in this episode. And I was wondering oh. if that had to do with the scythe. Might be a bit of a stretch, but oh. yeah. And then what happens? Does he, he tries to slash at Polnareff. That has to do I mean, with the, slash a cock, how know? the earth's shadow falls on the moon. I know. It the it kills the dog and uh, it, then it starts to go after Kakuin and Kakuin just wakes up screaming mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, and Pol- Polnareff is there like dude what's up why are you so scared yeah he's just like <laughs> what's up with you and Kakuin can't remember his dream why is Polnareff watching him sleep he came in to wake him up okay. don't make it weird that is a good question Kakuin's with Jotaro we all know that true um, that's true. Kakuin's like, I had a scary dream. I had, I had a, scary a scary dream. dream. I would have loved Ooh. it if he woke up next to Joe Taro. Oh, man. <laughs> Joe Taro, I And he's still wearing dream. his hat. <laughs> uh, and he can't remember. What if we see a scene where Kakuin's wearing Joe Taro's hat? <laughs> oh, my God. like, oh, my God, it's then, true. Then it would be canon. Irrefutable proof. Yes. Irrefutable. <laughs> uh, Polnareff is just, like, all unaffected because he... Kakuma doesn't even remember the dream and he just opens yeah. the blinds and he's like well it's a beautiful day out and we gotta get going and Kakuin is like you saved me when you woke me up and Polnareff is like stop being weird <laughs> true <laughs> oh uh, um I just first of all I wanted to say that was dog number 4893 yeah. murder mm-hmm. this uh Jojo this comic this Jojo um I also should we start killing dogs on this podcast yes wait show? no I like dogs um no we shouldn't 
I think Araki hates dogs. Though. Oh, yeah. I, w- I wanted to ask. Has anyone ever asked him what his deal is with dogs? Like, has anyone ever been like, hey, man, like, why do you uh It's got to be something. Like, like uh, it's probably something totally minor, though. Like, he stepped in dog shit, like, last week. Yeah, and he has, like, an essay explaining it. Yeah. He, he's been pressed on a lot of things, so I'm sure he's been pressed on yeah. that. Like, for instance, last episode, they were like, hey, how come this sun is just literally a sun? <laughs> like, it's the only time when a stand is just exactly what it describes. Weren't we talking about that last episode, too? No. What, what was what was the last episode? I don't know. What was the last episode? Well, the brain damage. What what was it? The lovers. I said that was a good one because it's like the lovers represent two things intertwined, and his stand is like it does pain to both of them. So like mm. lovers suffer together, but nah, the sun like is just like it's a sun. And he said that basically he was like, well, if we're talking about you know a group of people going through the desert, it feels only right that there should be a stand that's just the sun. Because mm. it would be powerful like that, I guess. Um, so he's been pressed on stuff. I'm sure he's been asked about why do you hate domesticated I pets. Feel like, I feel like his answer is just like, do I kill a lot of dogs? <laughs> huh. now, at some point he had to know. Well, people, this people probably kept asking him. And then he was like, well, now I'm just going to keep fucking doing it. I don't care. Yeah. Um, so Polnareff explains that they are going to be on their way out of town. And, you know, they obviously lost their camels and shit, but um, they are going to get out on a helicopter. Uh, d- did you uh, mention that you s- we saw the dog in real life? You're right. When they're on their way out of the hotel, they see a dog and a boy like crying about his dog being dead and it's killed the exact same it's way as Kakyoin. It's a dead dog. It's the same dog and it's dead, but it's dead in real life. And Kakyoin also has a cut on his hand and he doesn't know where it came from. Hmm. Um, so they get up to Joseph and Joseph so, wait, is arguing. I have a question. Is yeah. that two dogs killed this episode or one? Uh, I think that's one dog. Okay. I don't think too much happens because you couldn't be like, how many eyeballs has Kakyoin swallowed? That mm. doesn't count. How many breads have you eaten in your life? <laughs> <laughs> About as many as I have eyeballs. Um, no, you've, I think you've eaten more breads than eyeballs. You don't know me very well, do you? Uh. Um, anyway. So Joseph is arguing because he's, he's trying to rent a plane because he got his way. Because he lost the car. He lost his camels. Now he needs a plane. No, he's buying the plane. He's not renting it. Nah, it says that he's renting it. No, he was trying to buy the plane. Well, he was, I don't know. He was trying to get access to the plane somehow. Um, the Jojo Wiki says it rent, but I don't care. I'm pretty sure he was trying to buy Nobody it. cares. So the, I care. the guy is refusing to Run rent it back. To, to Joseph because there's a sick baby that they have there that they're trying to get to a hospital that it, there isn't one nearby despite there being a hotel whatever oh actually i, I miles is right because i wrote down he's trying to buy this plane i wrote that down okay anyway. you idiot i still don't care um anyway so a woman comes up to them with the baby and can we describe this woman for a minute she's wearing a she's just like a lady what's wrong no she's wearing a hijab and her face is just like, all of her facial features are just crammed into the hijab opening almost. Because it's not just a <laughs> pair of eyes like you might normally. It's not a hijab, actually. It's, it might be, but it might be a, a burqa. A burqa where just the eyes are visible. Mm. But like her, all of her features are kind of crammed in there. Like you see a tiny nose and her eyes are like She's little hideous. black dots. She's a hideous woman. I did She's not weird. notice this okay. at all. Guess what else I noticed about this lady? She has big boobs. And, oh. And, oh yeah, she does have huge. And they're boobs. like they're like accented too. Like it almost looks like she bought a burqa that had like boob <laughs> specific like tightness. It's really weird. She's like a, a busty burqa lady. 
With I will not face, title the episode that. With all her face in BBL. one like piece. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. I did not notice this at all. I was too busy writing down Habibi things cups. like the baby looks like a turnip. Those oh were the boy. things that I was writing down. Okay. The baby looks like a turnip. Can I just talk about... Like, I was focused on how weird the baby looks. I need to look up what a turnip looks like. The baby looks like those like in Mario 2, you know, where you can like dig into the, the ground and you pick up a... Yeah, exactly. And you pick up a turnip over your head. That's what the baby looks like. I... It kind of looked like a baby to me. Though. Look know. up turnip. I did. It kind of looks like a, it's got a big ass head, basically. It has a big head and it's like pointy on the bottom. It's like, and its eyes are big and ugly. It's such a weird looking baby. I think its eyes are fine, but whatever. No, Mark. Go, go off. Mark. Are turnips good? Um, turnip. Um, anyway. What's the name of this baby? Manish Boy. Oh, I gave it away. Do you know what Manish Boy is? No. It's a song by Muddy Waters. Muddy Waters. I do not know what the song is like. When we were watching, I looked up the lyrics to see if that would jog my memory. It did not. Mark, look at this weird turnip ass baby. It's just a baby with a big head. It doesn't quite look like a turnip. No, it looks like a turnip. Look at its pointy fucking chin. If this is the hill you want to die on, fine. Uh, Should I start another poll? Yeah. <laughs> Start another poll, Narf. Does the baby look like the turnips in Mario Two? Okay. Or I'll just I'll just I'll just put them next to each other. I'll just be like, who wore it best? There That's what go. I'll do. <laughs> um. So they eventually agree that okay, well, we'll rent the plane because Joseph is like, I don't care. I want to just save my daughter. There's life and death on the line. And the guys are like, you gonna let this baby they're, die? They're trying to buy the plane. Okay, I, I got just, that. I Thank you. Yeah, that. I got you said it. Rent again. Did I? Oh, whoops. Um, so Joseph is like arguing that and they're like, what about the baby? And then I think the woman is like, you will take the baby with you and then, you know, take the plane back or whatever. I don't know. You'll take the baby with you. Who just gives away a baby? And then Joseph says something stupid. He says, where we're going is dangerous. I was like, don't tell them that (laughs) if they're going to let you take the plane with the baby, just be like, yeah, no problem. He's buying the plane anyway. They don't care what he does with it. But they're not going to let him buy it. It's still their plane when they're debating. But why would they care about someone buying their plane and doing something dangerous with it? They'll get the money. Because they won't let him take a baby if it's dangerous for the baby. But they don't want to take the baby. Oh, they won't sell the plane unless he takes the baby? Yes. But why does the woman control who he sells it to? Because up to this point, we think it's just the mom of the baby. But why does, like, does he know the baby? The guy selling the plane? No, he's just a good guy and he feels bad that there's a sick baby that someone says should be taken to a hospital. But why is the better solution then to oh give the baby God. to four strangers yeah. who are flying somewhere dangerous? Because you want the money for the plane. The so then he's not them. a good guy. The mom what? should have gone with them. She wouldn't fit. Oh. He's, well, a, he's a good enough guy in that he wants to sell the plane, but he wants the baby to be sick. So it's the perfect balance for him. And he doesn't care that much about the baby. So he's not that interested if these four strangers get it killed. But he's like, I did everything I could. Okay. Um, this is a very weird setup. I don't think it's that bad. Anyway, as the gang flies away with the baby, um, we cut back to the ground and the lady is like, I wonder whose baby that is. And they're like, what? And she's like, yeah, I found it near the aqueduct or whatever. Um, hmm. Yeah. So weird. while they're flying. Oh, and she, she was like, oh, there was something about the baby that made me feel like I needed to get it on that plane. Which is, what is that? Is that part of his stand? Like uh, His fangs, I think it was his fangs. Mm. Maybe. Or maybe it was just in general. I don't know. 
Um, so they're in the plane, and I know that Kakyoin is going to fall asleep, and Polnareff is just like, being in planes always makes me sleepy. And then what follows is maybe my favorite scene, one of my favorite scenes in, in this arc, which is when Kakyoin and Polnareff wake up in the same part of the amusement park, which is on the Ferris wheel. And Kakyoin, they're in the same Ferris wheel car that Kakyoin was in to begin with. So Polnareff is sort of like, where are we? We're in an amusement park? And he looks and he sees the dog and he lets out this hilarious yell. I can't remember what it's like, but it made me laugh. And Kakyoin is like, don't, like, this is a dream. And Polnareff is like, oh, whatever. And he just sits down completely cavalier next to this dog corpse. Um, and he's like, whatever, it's just a dream. It can't hurt us. And Kakyoin is trying to convince him, yes, we can be hurt. And then Polnareff somehow has ice cream and popcorn appear in his hand. And then Polnareff licks the popcorn like crazy. It licks the, the ice cream. He licks the ice cream and it makes me laugh so hard. I just, because he licks it for like just an instant. And I thought Jackie didn't see it. So I rewound it and then things got fucked up and I had to like rewind it multiple times and eventually got to it. And it wasn't the reaction I'd hoped for, but I got Jackie to see it. So does the baby give him the popcorn and the ice cream? I think so, because I don't think we should believe that he willed it in, because if he willed it in, then they could have done that with a lot of things later. And the baby mm. just does that to lull him into a false sense of security? Yeah, I would say so. Okay. Or maybe it tried to spawn ice cream and popcorn near it, but it fucked up and it went to Polnar. What's the point of lulling him into a false sense of security if they're trapped in this dream world anyway? So you can't fight back. But they can't fight back anyway. Uh, but they do. How? Well, if you are scared, you'll kick around in real life and someone will wake you up. Mm. That's what I meant by all that other stuff that isn't related sounding. I see. Um, so fucking what ends up happening is that first you hear like a megaphone voice talking to them and you're like, where is that coming from? Is there like a loudspeaker on the Ferris wheel? No. They look at the dog corpse. It starts like shaking and then the head splits apart even further and a fucking megaphone comes out. The sound, by the way, the, the voice sounds like a cute girl to me. That's what I think it is. I mean, it's a woman voicing it. Cute girl. Um, She's cute. By the way, yeah, the baby has a big ass head, yellow eyes, and fangs. Yeah. Uh, and it has its head wrapped, its hair wrapped. Its if he wrapped. doesn't want to freak them out, why doesn't he just kill them immediately? Uh, yeah, that's a good point. What is the point of doing one first and then the other? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe just like, to annoy Kakyoin to be like, look, your friend's having a great time. True. I think that's why. Uh, so then a megaphone shoots like out of the, the cavity in the dog's head. This was cool. And then what happens is a giant eyeball shoots out to kind of look around. And then the whole Death 13 stand pops up right out of the, the puppy and is looking at them. And it's got its scythe. And I don't remember how it taunts them at first. The ice cream turns into worms. Right, right. The ice cream cone turns into worms. Oh, so that's probably why, too. It's, so it's even oh, it's, scarier. Yeah, true, true, true. I, I liked um I liked this. <laughs> it's a good episode, a good arc. And Miles, by the way, you had mentioned um a few episodes ago we were talking about what kind of stands would you think are scary or whatever, and you were like maybe a Freddy Krueger stand, and I broke out into a cold sweat, but was like uh huh, and I kept my cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're all scaled, and then at some point, uh, Polnareff is almost killed. I don't remember saying that, by the way. The Death 13 says, Lolly Ho! Yo, why does he say that? Does that mean anything? Or is it just a weird thing for him to so, say? Lo- it's just weird. Lolly Ho is most likely a reference to the sleep spell in Dragon Quest, which we know Araki is aware of because he 
did some Dragon Quest like promotion cosplay thing. Hmm. And in Dragon Quest, when you cast sleep, you know, the uh, the victim cannot move but can be hurt while they're sleeping. They're you know they're paralyzed. Hmm. But the Lali Ho wording is actually also a reference to a movie or TV show or something called The Impossibles. But it's most likely just as far back as Dragon Quest, having a Lali Ho sleep spell. Because I know, like, Tally Ho is a yeah. freeze. Nah, it's just a fun thing to say. Lali Ho. Okay. By the way, have there been any good Death 13 cosplays? That would be so cool. I think Death 13 would make a great tattoo. Yeah. If you're a big Joe's fan. A big Joe fan. Yeah. Um. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so I forgot that there's a thing where they try to summon their stands and they can't. Because they're in Dream World. Because obviously they're in Dream World. But um, I think that rule makes sense. I mean, actually, it, no, it, it doesn't know. make sense to me be, because this whole thing doesn't make sense to me. If everything else yeah. is just modifying things at an you know atomic level, whatever. Why? Why then can Kaku and Ring stand? Why can Dream World exist? Where is this place? What is it affecting? Is it just modifying the very neurons in your brain, firing synapses that you didn't want? You know what I mean? How can anybody keep track of all that? I don't. I don't know. I, so it's it's whatever. I think it's just modifying your brain chemistry. It's Inception. And then there's this dumb thing where Death Thirteen, like they try to fight back or whatever, and Death Thirteen's like only a stand can hurt a stand. Not yeah. A human can't hurt a stand, which I think is a lame rule because then how come a stand can hurt a human? Like how can they interact? You know, it's weird. Uh, uh, anyway, so I think it's Paul Nareff who kicks in real life kicks like Joseph in the head or something no well, that's that's Kakyoin but but um, Polnareff is waking up by uh by poop smell yeah no Joseph wakes up Polnareff to change the oh, baby's right, right. diaper because the baby's uh, back there with them because it pooped right um and then he does change the baby or whatever um but meanwhile Kakyoin is still trapped in the dream uh Death 13 does awful things to him like it opens its mouth and cries eyeballs out of its eye holes that fall into Kakyoin's mouth. Then the eyeballs grow legs later and crawl all over his face. But then he also like Kakyoin is flailing around. He almost makes the fucking plane crash because he kicks Joseph and the plane starts to go down and he still hasn't woken up somehow. And as they're about to hit the ground and Joseph's already brain damaged. So he really no. can't control it. <laughs> he can't c- get control of the, p- the plane. As they're about to hit the ground, Joseph Joseph says, I'll use Hermit Purple to control the plane. And there's this cool shot of the Hermit Purple tendrils going past like some circuit boards or something. And the plane pulls up. And I don't understand what that would do, but it works and it's cool. But it only works for a second because he pulls up and then crashes into a tree. Well, yeah, because it works. But yeah, I guess if it's clairvoyant, what does it matter that he's distracted? I don't know. He's distracted. He's talking. He's trying to like be cool or whatever. But then he hits a palm tree because he's flying quite low. Or no, I guess. Well, this is still. Um, this must have happened right after the next part. Well, there's just one part basically where Manish Boy uh, actually is annoyed that Kakyoin is flying around so much. So Death Thirteen uh, pushes Kakyoin into the side of the uh, the car that they're in. The little what do you call it? Ferris wheel car. So Kakyoin is inside metal, has balls in his mouth, and crawling on his face, and yeah. But we realize that he's actually carving something into his hand. He takes out mm-hmm. a knife, and he's like, I've got to figure out a way to warn them, because last time I woke up, I didn't remember anything. 
So he starts cutting his hand, and some blood flies out in the real life plane, but the mm. baby through Death 13 is like, oh, you know, no one's even noticing that your arm is bleeding. You know, you're going to die. But then, yeah, Joseph crashes the plane mm-hmm. into some palm trees. And the the baby, by the way, the whole well, not the baby, uh, Death 13 the whole time is like, you're going to kill my stand user with all of your fucking flailing around and stuff. Uh, but it, but like it's weird because Death 13 switches between speaking as it's a stand and speaking as the baby, you know, because it'll mm. be like, I am ba 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 ba, and then it'll be like, my stand user, da 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 da. That's the same thing, though. I am who I am. I am fearsome, and I do this. No, and but I do it's, it all it's for like my user. talking as the baby, though. Is it? Yeah, kind of. It seems like it. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe, baby. Um, so anyway, they crash and whatnot, which takes Kakyoin out of the dream world. Um, and then is this where episode two picks up? No. We got, we got a ways to go. Um, the baby pooped. Is what I have written down. Yeah, and Kakyoin changes it and he sucks at changing it. I've never, I've never done that. I don't want to learn. This is, I think, the second time that this show has shown us a baby penis. I think it might be the... F- well, I guess in, 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 in real chronological order of like when this show came out, then it was the first time. And there's another one in between the two you're thinking of. Oh, there is? Like which yep. one? Uh, the Alessi stuff. Who's Alessi? Uh, don't roll your don't eyes worry at about me. it. Don't roll your eyes at me. I'm not rolling your eyes. Am I rolling my eyes at you? I'm rolling my eyes trying to think. Okay. Like they're going to the top of my brain. I'm going like, Ugh, what is it in this long fucking thing? Um, I, anyway, doesn't episode one end here? I mean, Death 13, no, episode one. It does not. So let's see. The kid poops. Uh, and then uh, I, 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 let's see, let's see, let's see. Polnara freaks out. Uh, such, uh, he holds the baby upside down. Um, Kakuin freaks out and kicks Joseph in the face again or something. No, we already did that. We already did, did that. Did I do all this? Fell, yeah. 11 months. The baby's 11 months. Uh, eyes crawl out of a mouth. I already did that. Hit a palm tree. Yes. Jose and Jota. Oh, they form a campsite. Yeah. And then the baby's fever went down. And Kakyo's not sure what happened. Um, somebody plays peekaboo with the baby. The baby pretends Joseph to does. love it. The baby pretends to love it. And but then this is the first time we see the baby. It. Yeah, we see the baby's thoughts. The baby's like, I'm only playing with you because whatever. I'm getting tired of playing with you, you old piece of shit, man. Mm. And um, let's see. And that's when Kakyo notices the blood on his arm that says, Baby stand. Uh, which means the baby. It's written well, in English. He doesn't know that. He should have written it in... Uh, what if he wrote it in Japanese? What would that be like? I think with all the blood and stuff, it would be harder to spell out, and it might be more strokes mm. to do. I thought about that, too. Mm. Stroke! No. All right, is that the end of the episode? Um, let's see. Uh, cha-cha. No. <clears throat> let's see. He's like, oh, well, the you know this baby stand, he's like... The handwriting is from me, um, and he picks out his knife, and he's like, this is definitely written with my knife, but there's no blood on it. Um, he does a bunch where he's like, baby, 
Stand. Yeah. Baby stand. What could it mean? And he's looking at the baby and he's like, baby stand. And I was like, this isn't difficult. I don't get this baby. The, and yeah. the baby cries because he's like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. So the baby starts crying. And then uh, I'm, I also wrote down like, why doesn't he just tell everybody right now? Because that's what I would do. I would just be like, guys, this just appeared on my arm. What the fuck? You yeah. know, that's what he I doesn't do. handle it well. Yeah. Also, this baby's acting really suspicious. And like it then looks the like a, over. It looks like an adult being like, oh no, I've been found out. Yeah, yeah he points that out. He says it just consciously looked away from me. So this baby is a stand user. Yeah. It's a genius. Yeah. And it has fangs. Yeah. Like, is that a... Do you think it's a vampire? Is that what you're saying? No, I just think... I don't know. All right, let's take a break, and then we'll cover Death 13 Part 2. Da. Okay. Uh, so now we start on... Part two of the Death 13, 13. saga. Part 13. Um, oh, yeah. By the way, uh, the name Manish Boy was not given to the baby character at this point. It was only later in the art book, Jojo Agogo. Uh, did they give that? Just like forever, the Wu-Tang stand. Uh, the orangutan didn't have a name. Um, we also forgot to mention, I think at the end of last episode, Jackie was just reviewing some footage and found that Kakuen actually goes and picks up the baby, thinking maybe the baby's a stand user. And the baby starts crying. And, you know, Joseph is like, Kakuen, what are you doing? Don't hold the baby like that. And Polnareff approaches Jotaro, who doesn't seem to give a shit, and is like, hey, I think Kakuen's losing his mind. He's like, this, this has just been too much on him. And I just think it's funny how quickly Polnareff turns on Kakuen. He just throws him right under the fucking bus. He doesn't give him... Any option to explain himself or think, like, maybe there's a stand at work or something like that. He's just into, like, this guy's fucking losing it. Um, yeah, there's, there's like, some underlying stuff already there. It's a little bit of hostility, right? Yeah. Um, and then the episode goes on, and I believe it kind of shows Kakyoin is just, like, oh, yeah, actually, from the after the plane crash, Kakyoin is just, like, I'm sorry, you know, I don't know what's going on with me. I'm freaking out. And Joseph's like, look, we've been out here for a month or whatever. And we've already been attacked like so many times, like it would take a toll on anyone. So he's kind of starting that that narrative. Um, so Kakuin's kind of just like sulking and feeling weird or, or whatever. Um, and at one point, by the way, Joseph makes uh, baby food out of bananas and shit. Who cares? It's baby food. Mm-hmm. And Polnareff tries good, some. It does sound good. Polnareff tries some, and it's like, that's delicious. And Especially the shit. It. No, that's later. Oh. And Kakuen is just looking over at Manish Boy again and sees a scorpion start to crawl into the baby basket. Kakuen does nothing about this. <laughs> Probably because he wants the Kakuen. He just the, well, He wants the scorpion, not the, not the, the Scopioin, the scorpion to kill the baby because he's like, fuck that baby. Um, but he notices instead that the baby uses a safety pin from its diaper to quickly stab the scorpion and kill it. And Kakuen freaks out about this and is just like, that baby's not, not right, not right. You know, like something's up with that baby and yeah, it's diapers off. Well, yeah. The, The kid is like, before that, the kid is like, I'm just gonna wait until everybody falls asleep and then no one can stop me and no one can wake anybody else up. What's that? The the baby was like, I'm just going to wait until they're all asleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that way no one can wake the other ones up or anything. And then she just waits for rescue after killing all the guys? Yeah, I guess he doesn't <laughs> think it through. 
Because he's a baby. Yeah. Uh, he's pretty smart. He's a smart baby. He just eats their bodies. Anyway. Um, I mean, where did he come from? Where did he go? Where did you come from, manish ass boy? No. Why do you hate that song so much? Is it because you hate America? Yes. That oh. song is very dumb. It's bad. I have to be honest uh, with you. But I if don't... it hadn't been for Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah, that's true. I'd be. I'd have been married a long time ago. Wait a minute. Ago. And then he left. And I don't know who he is. Where did he come from? Where did he go? Let's not do this. Cotton Eye Joe. I hate it. Uh, for non-American listeners, we've done this already, but you should still look up Cotton Eye Joe. No, I do. don't look it up. Look up people dancing to if Cotton you, Eye Joe at like a bar mitzvah. Ugh, no. I don't like any of that, that prescriptive this, dancing. It's not representative <laughs> of American culture. Do you like the cha-cha slide Just mice? Like no, I don't. white suburban people. Oh, do you like uh, the Cupid Shuffle? No. Really? You don't like anything that has it? What about the electric slide? That's the only one I'll accept. I knew it. Is that because it's Kylie Minogue? What about... Is that Kylie Minogue? No. Who does the electric no, slide? Not. Who does the electric slide? I don't know. I don't know. Fucking Nobody me. knows. No, I thought it was Kylie Minogue. It's a, it's a mystery. It's not Kylie Minogue. What's it's the electric. one she does? She does... La, la, la. <laughs> <laughs> she has so many songs. I can't believe we thought of the same one. Can't get you she out of my head. head. That was her biggest American hit, I want to say. No, what about Do had- the Locomotion? Yeah. Is that that's her? I couldn't think of which one it was that was her. I see, I see. I can see how you could mix those up. Electric electric slide is Marsha Griffiths and Bunny Whaler. Oh, okay. Uh, there's a Snopes response here for when I look up electric slide called fact check. Was the electric slide written about vibrators? Whoa. This is from Snopes.com. Wait, Should let's I check think about the answer? It. You can feel it. Checks uh, out. Oh, it was in, it was last month that this rumor oogie, appeared. Woogie woogie woogie. Still checks out. But you know it's there. Yeah, they just decided that that's what it meant. Last month, this was a rumor appearing on social media. It is false. That is not what it's about. What is it about? Um, sliding electrically. Uh, is doing oh. is do the locomotion. Is that of like prescriptive dances where you have to dance like a train? I don't think so. Come on, come on. Do you like the Space Jam where you have to actually uh, slam things into the ground like aliens? No. You've never done the Space Jam? No, I've never. You've never come on and slammed? No. You ever been Welcome to the Jam? No. Great song. <laughs> Sorry about this. I just was having a 90s flashback. You remember this if you were a 90s kid. Um, remember Gak? Go ahead. Remember <laughs> slap bracelets and pogs. Remember um, cassette tall tapes. hair? Polnara remembers. <laughs> um, do you... Oh, fuck, I was about to say something. Oh, for some reason today I was thinking about... You know those ad boxes, those chum boxes, or whatever they call them, at the bottom of like shitty websites where they have like ads that are like, "You'll never believe this." Take oh yeah, these I love those. Easy pills. I always click. I just kept thinking about like, like the one where it's like celebrities, and I just was thinking about JoJo's a lot, where it was like, "Remember that hundred-year-old vampire? You'll never guess what he looks like now," <laughs> and you just see like Shadow Dio, like the silhouette of suspenders hanging off. It's the same. Yeah. Or it's like, this breathing technique will keep you young. Doctors hate him. It's just <laughs> Joseph breathing. Um, I do have Photoshop installed. I don't think I'll be doing any of these just things. Just buy, buy a website and make these fake ads. Mm. It could be our website and then for still, the podcast. still offer to pay people too much money and make them host JoJo memes. Yeah. In places. Um, yeah, you know, we'll, uh, we'll table that and uh, we'll get to it eventually so this is the episode of kakuin just being gaslighted the entire time yeah. anyway he tries to show them like look this baby just killed a fucking scorpion 
and they go over to see what's up with the baby and the scorpion. He's like, it's it's got to be over here. Like, but the scorpion's gone. The scorpion's gone. And then Joseph get over here. tries to feed the, <laughs> yeah, scorpion did a down back low punch and teleported away. Um, so the baby is trying to be, Joseph is trying to feed the baby, but the baby will not open its mouth. And they're like, why is he being so stubborn? And Kakyoin is like, I know exactly where the scorpion is and I can prove it. And he goes to like grab the baby. But Polnareff has Silver Chariot come out and knock out Kakyoin. And as Kakyoin falls asleep, he kind of looks at everyone as he's falling down. And goes like, I don't know what he says on his way out. Jackie, what does Kakyoin say when he's being knocked out? Do you know? I didn't write that down. I don't know what that is. All right. I don't think it's important. Okay. I just thought it was something important. But they're all freaked out because he's like making aggressive moves toward this baby. That's why he does it. And Polnareff, again, at some point is like, Kakyoin's fucking losing it. Like, he just keeps doubting Kakyoin. If one of us tried to attack a baby, well, it'd probably be on brand. Mm. Which one of us do you think would attack a baby? I don't want to say it. It's you. (laughs) (laughs) Who's you? Who are you talking to? Miles. Okay. Was it you, Miles? I don't know if I would attack a baby. Uh, What, What could a baby do against me? I could easily overpower a baby. Could ruin your marriage. <laughs> An unplanned baby. Yeah. Anyway, um, even planned ones do. Uh, True. So Kakyoin is now in Dream World, and Death 13 is like, I'm going to make you my bitch, or whatever. No, um, Kakyoin is there, but then we don't, we don't know that. Kakyoin, we don't see what happens Kakyoin's to Kakyoin. knocked out, yeah. and then later everyone goes to bed. Yes. And they pop up in the amusement park. But Kakuin's not with them. Right, because Kakuin was knocked out much earlier. And Do, po- Is it now that they're like, oh my god, Kakuin was right? Polnareff is like that, because Polnareff is like, shit, I remember now, because everybody forgets when they woke up. So he doesn't remember his thing with the ice cream worms and the dog microphone, uh, megaphone. So yeah, this is when Polnareff is like, I have to apologize to Kakuin. Um and they're looking for him, but they don't find him. They get trapped by their own bodies. Polnareff's hair ties him up and ties yes. him to a bunch of stakes. Then Jotaro's chain ties him up. I forget what happens to Joseph. His metal hand uh, grows and grows and falls oh, down. Okay. It's too heavy for him to carry around anymore. It wasn't his dick? No, it was not his penis. And then all the ugly flowers laugh. Yeah, it's this creepy scene where everything starts laughing at them. And then at some point, Death 13 shows up, right? I think. Yeah. Um, and Death 13 is like laughing that they don't have their stands to save them. And he's going lally ho, lally ho. He's great. Um, but then what happens is Kakuin shows up and has Hierophant Green. Oh, yeah, because at some point, Death 13 says to the gang, you know, you could have had your stands if you fell asleep while they were out right because jotaro in. tries to summon oh right we forgot about this part this what's is great. his name star, star platinum. platinum and he seemingly shows up but it turns out to be an illusion caused by death 13 and star platinum like is oddly smiling and then it turns around it takes a frying pan smacks itself in the face and goes like Ura, like stupidly and makes this it, its face turns into this stupid circle uh, like it was a looney tunes guy hit with a frying pan and it does this like four times. It keeps hitting its face and going Ura, over and over. So it's just cool. It's just Death 13 making fun of uh, Jotaro and his very basic stand. Um, so yeah, then he's like, you could have had your stands if you fell asleep with them out. And then Kakyoin shows up 
and he has Hierophant Green with him. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And he has uh, Hierophant Green take Death 13's back, and Hierophant Green is perfectly in Death 13's blind spot. So Death 13 is swinging its scythe around, and he just can't seem to hit Hierophant Green. What Death 13 ends up resorting to do then is to just take the scythe and just slash through the middle of his body, which will then cut the middle of Hierophant Green's body. But he has no body. But here's the thing about this. When this happens, we see Kakyoin near the rest of the, the, the gang, and Kakyoin goes like, oh, and like falls over. So that means that Kakyoin is just faking being cut in half for no reason, probably scaring the shit out of his friends. And then we see, yeah, Death 13 reveals, I'm just like floating arms and, and a head and shoulders. I don't have a body under here. That's why I could cut away the cape. And Kakyoin's like, well, guess what? You know, Hierophant Green, he like gives Hierophant Green its own volition. And he's like, Hierophant Green wasn't stupid enough to do that. And we see that the bottom half of Hierophant Green is actually absent, so it wasn't cut. Because Hierophant Green has let all of its half, the bottom half of itself turn into string. Mm -hmm. And it's floating, it's kind of like letting itself seep into uh, um, Death 13's ear. I wrote down, uh, Hierophant fucks his ear, that's what I wrote. Okay. That's That's what happens, That's a little sexual, and I really don't like you bringing all that type of thing to this podcast. He fucks his ear. Okay. You. Um, So Hierophant Green can split himself up? What? He can like separate his own body? He can now. Okay. Uh, we just know that he has tentacles and that he can use strings. We didn't know that his body could turn into those strings or those tentacles, but I guess it can because we know that it puts stuff in people's butts and stuff. It Do you think Kakuin kinda... derives pleasure from that? I don't. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, Jackie. What were you saying? Uh, he he con- he starts to control his arm a little bit, right? Doesn't he with his putting his string in his ear yes he does and he's basically in control of it entirely and says now fix my wounds that's weird because cocky because it's in his brain that's a new power no i think it is a little bit of a new power no 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 it's a new power if you just squeeze parts of the brain things happen and then he just holds him hostage and says heal my wounds but does death 13 have a brain it gets rid of yeah it gets rid of the stand baby scar and it gets rid of the hand scar and then he says to let them how all did, go. So how does this thing, how does it heal wounds? Because it, it's I a dream guess because it controls the world. What if, bef- oh. what if before he got out, like, Poldarf was like, hang on, give me a big penis. <laughs> and then they woke up and he was like, it stayed, guys. <laughs> it's still there. I'd be like, fix, fix my foot problems, please. And straighten out my back. That's what your wish would be if you were in dream world? Yeah, the feet problems would be number one. Then mm-hmm. I might be like, reduce my hips. Give me an upper body. No, your hips are fine. No, they don't. Your, your don't. hips don't lie. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm tired. I understand. I'm very tired. Um, but whatever, yes. Yeah, so he forces him to heal everybody and then let everybody go. Kakuin remembers what happened the next day. Everyone else is like, boy, whatever, whatever. I don't know how Kakuin remembers. Did Hierophant Green remember? And he was like, Hierophant Green remembers. I made that yeah, joke before, but this is. is better. That's exactly what it is. Okay. And then Kakuin talks to the baby and is like, look, I'm not going to hurt you. You know, you're a baby, whatever. Because <laughs> you're a baby. He's still mm. a weird baby, though. Yeah, he, this is demon spawn that should have been He's cut down. He's a little turnip baby. Immediately. We have no guarantee this baby isn't going to just go fuck with other people and kill other people in their dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, but what Kakuin does is he's like, if you ever approach us again, and Kakuin is changing the baby's diaper, 
and has baby food, Kakuin takes a scoop of the baby shit. You know what sucks? They have to baby use poop. that spoon still. Yeah. Kakuin uh, dumps the baby shit into the... Uh, hopefully poop. he just threw it into the woods and was like, we lost a spoon. A tiny little piece of nah. baby poop. Yeah, into the thing, stirs it up, and then later Joseph comes over and goes to feed the baby, but the baby does not want to open his mouth because he knows that there's shit in the food. And so Polnareff is like, don't try to force the baby to eat it. You have to do this. And Polnareff tickles the baby and old Joseph jams the spoon into the baby's mouth. And the baby has now consumed shit. Um, Let that be a lesson, babies. But, but I think that's fine. Yeah. It's probably fine. It probably, it's probably not fine. I would have broken its arm. It's going to get real sick. Broken, You'd have broken the baby's arm? Broken little baby arm. Oh, my gosh. It's an evil, evil baby. Yeah. Is there a way you can take away somebody's stand and, like, put them in timeout? Yeah. They have killed guys' stands without killing the person. No. But does it... I feel like that's happened, though. No, they say if you ever use your stand again, we'll kill you. And shit like that. Uh, they do that to Steely Dan. Well, he just says, if I see you again, I'll punch you a thousand times. And then he does. Um, no, there's some people where they're like, don't ever use your stand again. I think maybe that's in part four. What about uh, Enya? Enya dies. But her stand gets eaten oh, before but just, she dies. Oh, just for the time being, Star Platinum sucks it in. But she, So she can't use it anymore? I think she could have used it again, but she knows that Jotaro can like suffocate her or just suck her stand in again. Okay. As soon as she starts to generate fog, he could just be like, nope. Um, that's my interpretation. Anyway, I don't think he takes away her stand. Okay. Taking my stand, taking my sight. Um, and so then how does it end? I know that they end up in a speedboat because it was, it's yet another method of travel. Yeah. Um, this season is planes, trains, use, and automobiles. They use more of their 3D budget while they're on this sub. Uh, oh, really? I didn't know where it was this episode. And then... Uh, oh, yeah. They're on the Red Sea. Oh, yeah. They're gonna, they're making a detour to meet someone is what Joseph says. Yeah, we're meeting a friend. Yeah, Jotaro's like, you're not going the right way. Mm-hmm. And Joseph's like, yeah, I plan a trip to this island. Mm-hmm. Is it smoky? It is smoky. That's right. Smoky is back and on this island. But By they, the way... They leave the baby to die, though. No, they like put it in a furnace. Um, <laughs> so. They just they just drowned it in the in the ocean before they left. Right. <laughs> they could have taken the baby with them, and then raised it right. Yeah, no, because baby it, would just it fuck with their sleep. Weird dream powers. <laughs> That's true. All right. Um, few things I forgot to mention in this episode. I had notes. Um, one is Jotaro. I don't think this is added by the anime. I think this was written. Uh, during like the trouble when they're just at the campfire, you know, stopping to what they think is rest, but Kakuin's having this huge mental battle. Jojo himself, Jotaro goes off and just looks up at the stars and is like, it's been X amount of time. You know, if we don't hurry up and get to Dio, like there's going to be some trouble. Basically he's saying like, mom is going to die. And he's just like very unemotionally, undirectly saying that he like doesn't want anything bad to happen to his mom, I think, and I I like that. Aww. It's his emotion in its very struggly trickle out way. Fragile. What? He's being a fragile man. I guess. He's being um, understated and subtle. Um, and he I can't also really express his feelings though because of his fragile masculinity. And I also liked at the campsite at one point when Kakuen is freaking out, they they show all of the four of them looking. It's when he's showing them his his new tattoo, his stand baby carving, that the gang, like, they pan over the gang looking horrified, and Joseph does a quiet, oh my 
God. And it's probably the the best English pronunciation by this voice actor in terms of the oh my gods. Mm. I like it a lot. I love how quiet it is. And that is the episodes. Those are... That's it. That's it. That's a podcast. Now I'm going to dream about scary... The uh, sun. Fucking Grim Reaper clowns. Lolly ho. So that's The Sun and Death 13 Parts 1 and 2. If you made it this far, good for you. Thank you for listening, Lolly ho. You can email us your thoughts, Jojo's Bizarre Podcast at gmail.com. You can also tweet to us at JJBpod. You can share and like this SoundCloud by going to soundcloud.com slash JJBpod. You can also upvote our posts on reddit.com slash r slash Stardust Crusaders. They're always just called JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. Like the things that I tweet from our podcast. Like our tweets. And as always, don't forget to brush your fangs. Don't forget to wear sunscreen. Don't. Um... Don't mm, be a baby that messes with grown men and then ends up eating poop. Right. Yeah. But trust me on the sunscreen. (laughs) Good night. Bye. Get to know your parents. You never know when they'll be gone for good. Be nice to your siblings. They're your best link to your past and the people most likely to stick with you in the future. Understand that friends come and go, but with a precious few, you should hold on.